future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. She's passionate about telling stories of amazing women who are rocking the world and empowering women to live, love, and thrive. Here's your host, Katherine Gray. Welcome to this week's Women's Empowerment Hour, Live, Love, Thrive, that's brought to you by 360karma.com. Today, uh, as most weeks, I am trying to uh, give information that helps empower women. And today, later in the show, we're going to be speaking with Carl Knoll and Tasha Gamer-Jones, who have a company called Living Trust Will excuse me, Living Trust Express. And uh, they, uh, have a, they provide tools and guidance to help women secure their future. And so I uh, look forward to talking to them later in the show. But first, we're going to be talking to a young lady who is a trailblazer in the political arena. She currently sits on the city council of West Hollywood and is the former mayor of that city. Please welcome Lindsay Horvath. Thank you Hi. so much. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for having me. You know, uh, I know that you were like, uh, so we have found, uh, researching the youngest female mayor when you were elected in the country that, ever. That's what I'm told, yeah. uh, that it, I was the f- youngest female mayor at the time. I didn't look it up, so I can't verify it for sure. But, right. um, but it sounds good. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and looking at you, I'm pretty sure it's true. So how old are you? I'm 34. Am I allowed to ask That's that? fine. Okay. All right. But when you were mayor, you were elected at 30. Um, I served as mayor uh, when I was 33, and um, I I first served on the council from 2009 to 2011 in appointed capacity. And when I got appointed, I was 25 years old. Oh my gosh! Uh, And then I um, then I served as a transportation commissioner, uh, eventually becoming vice chair and then chair of the commission. And uh, then in 2015, I was supported by my community and my good uh, friend and mentor Abby Land, who was a council member and a mayor. And uh, then I ran in 2015 and was lucky enough to just squeak on in. And uh, the day that I was sworn in, my colleagues uh, uh, elected me our, the city's next mayor. And so oh I my served gosh. my first year as mayor of the city of West Hollywood. That is a super cool story. Very cool. Uh, <laughs> you are an inspiration to women all around the country. So I'm oh, so sweet. happy Thank to you. have you on the show, especially as uh, it's a huge, obviously, uh, year of for women in politics. Absolutely. Um, and I know you just got back from the convention. Yes, I was there at the end of July. It was very exciting. Yeah. Um, let me say the Democratic convention. Oh, well, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm wearing blue and proud of it. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it was it, it was a really exciting experience. I had never been to a convention before, um, but I knew that with Hillary uh, coming forward and emerging as uh, the first female Democratic yeah. candidate for president, um, I, you know, I just wanted to be in the room for that moment. Yeah. I wanted to be part of yeah, history. Yeah, I saw you in so. the uh, MSNBC cutaways. I'm like, go, Lindsay. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, you know, I was wearing white in, in honor of our suffragettes and, um, you yeah. know, thinking of our feminist history, but um, as was Hillary. So yeah. um, that was pretty exciting. But um, being in the room, watching that happen, you know, the roll call vote was very emotional, witnessing yeah. that the and then hearing Hillary's speech and, and seeing so many strong Democratic leaders and, quite frankly, leaders from across the aisle and throughout the country come together and speak so positively of this candidate and speaking of her accomplishments, her record of 
of you know change making. Yeah. I mean, it was really exciting to be in the room and see a woman elevated in that way and respected and regarded for her work and her accomplishments and her dedication to making a difference in, in this country. And I think uh, what's nice is that um, I think that both sides, uh, Democrats and Republicans, and we all need reasons to come together. Um, I think a lot of people on both sides do recognize uh, what a trailblazing woman she is, uh, having done so much over 40 years with uh, both parties. She's worked very well with both parties. And, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, they say research shows that women are, that is their strength is in bringing people together. Yes. Um, And so men and women each have their different strengths. And that's why it's so important that we have both at the table. I say that practically every week, uh, whether it's a company or a country or whatever. Absolutely. Diversity of all kinds really makes a difference. Absolutely. And when you see women in leadership, diversity increases because Mm -hmm. women um, consciously make an effort to to uh, bring more and different voices into the conversation and make sure uh, different perspectives are represented because mm-hmm. we learn from each other. And right. when we listen and learn, then we can grow and that's how we can make change together. Right. And I think that's the kind of leadership leadership we really need right now. And I think that's the kind of leadership that Hillary Clinton wants yeah. to bring forward. I mean, right. if you look at the convention and you look at the way she's moving this campaign forward, it's a very diverse constituency that she's mm-hmm. speaking to. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's highlighted a lot of different um, a lot of different constituencies in America. And that was one of the most exciting things being in the room was looking around the convention hall and seeing a population that really looked like America. You know, she's right. out there fighting for everyone. And she really believes that we are all stronger together. I mean, it was very fascinating to see, yeah. you know, Michael Bloomberg come and speak publicly on her behalf. And, right. you know, so, um, all of the uh, military leaders that came forward and right. spoke in support of her. I mean, you, you don't always see that uh, at a Democratic convention. And I think that really speaks to the way that she's been able to work across the aisle, uh, both um, as a first lady and then serving as a senator, Um, her leadership as a secretary of state. I mean, her approval ratings were through the roof when she was secretary of state. And that's because our country loves when she's doing the work because she gets the work done. Campaigning's different. And uh, and that's because, you know, it's really still tough for women in politics. We treat women differently in the public eye. And so Mm -hmm. she's got, you know, different hoops that people are expecting her to jump through. Well, but you would know from running. Well, you you know, even on a local level, it can be tough it for absolutely women. can be tough yeah. it really can you know when I uh, ran the first time in 2011 a local publication referred to me as a 20 something blonde pixie with winter frost eyeshadow oh and when gosh. I read that sentence I was I was I just couldn't believe it I was like yeah, are, we, are we in the 1950s like you know yeah. like what you know don't we didn't we stop speaking about women this way but right. you know that happened in 2011 you know we still hold women to different standards and that's right. not always fair and I think that's some of what she's experiencing in this election cycle But when you look at the issues, when you look at what she's bringing forward, um, you know, the choice is pretty clear. And, you know, you mentioned the suffragettes. I I saw that movie last year and Mm -hmm. uh, just was in Canada reading about the early women in that country, too, that uh, went through not only, believe it or not, they didn't even just fight for the right to vote. In the early 1900s, they they fought for women to be recognized Mm -hmm. as persons. Yes, 
I mean, I don't know that young people know that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and and voting is such a, a, a valuable right that we must exercise. Absolutely. So many people have put yeah. their lives on the line for our right to vote. Absolutely. I know when I was out knocking on doors, my dad came with me on Election Day and, uh, and you know, there was somebody whose door I knocked on. It was, you know, the, the 11th hour. It was 7 o'clock and polls closed at 8. And I said, you know, you can still get out there. And, and she said, oh, no, I'm cooking dinner. I'm not going to be able to make it. And I said, I'm happy to drive you. It'll take five minutes she said no no and I just thought to myself you know there's that was so probably many- that one vote that you <laughs> that you won by right? yeah right yeah, yeah. but uh, but you know it's 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 um it's that right to vote that really has made so much of a difference for and, women in our country. And, and so we ha- it's so important that we exercise it. Absolutely. And what I was trying to say there was, uh, I know you won by a small margin, and yes. as, as do a lot of politicians. And that just goes to show how important every vote is, is my point, is that yes. you could win an election by 10 or 100 votes, mm-hmm. and that's not a lot of votes. So each person's vote does make a difference. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, in my election, uh, the Top three vote getters won. I came in third on March 3rd by three votes to oh our gosh. second place winner, who is now uh, serving as our as our mayor, and um, she's also a woman. So yeah. it's very uh, it's I an know, exciting time to be in West, in West Hollywood. Hollywood. I yeah. love it. I know uh, we're gonna have Lauren on uh, next month. Oh, I'm that's excited great. About that, that's yeah. really great. So yes, go West Hollywood. Yeah, you know it's yeah. there's a lot of really interesting things happening in the city. I'm so proud to live in the city of West Hollywood. When I came to the city and really learned not only of all of the great services and things that people think about when they're thinking about their local government, you know, trash pickup and keeping a city clean and things like that, but truly the social justice mission of, you know, of the city, the core values that drive the city's work, the way that the city has protected vulnerable populations, whether it's our LGBT community, our seniors, our Russian-speaking immigrants. I mean, we've reached out to a very diverse constituency and made sure that there's room and care for everyone, and that it's just it's a really incredible place to live yeah it's a very special city yes and and different than uh really almost any city in the country it does very cutting edge leading edge things yep um that lead the way in other cities right it's true you know we whether it's our you know uh, sustainability efforts or it's you know certain policies that we've taken on um you know it's it's very exciting to be part of a city that's willing to take those risks to be at the forefront of change and you know we were the first city you know when the city was first founded in 1984 we became the first city that recognized uh, domestic partnerships. We were the first city to take care of people who were uh, suffering and living through the AIDS crisis. I mean, we were a government that really stood up and and and, stu- and stood with the people. And that's really uh, what we want to continue to be about. Yeah, it's an amazing place. Now, I think some people would like to know, how did you as a young woman decide to take the path of politics? Because I know one of your missions is you want to inspire other women to do that. Yes, we definitely need more women in elected office. They say that women need to be asked about nine times before they consider running for office. So any women who are listening, consider yourselves asked. Right, right. (laughs) Asked once already. Yes, we definitely need more women in leadership. But, you know, for me, I, I was... Uh, born and raised in the Midwest and I was raised um, Catholic and the social justice mission of the church was really something that spoke to me and you know being of service helping the least among us that was really what I felt called to do and I saw government as a way as a delivery system to create the greatest amount of good for the greatest number of people. 
I know that's not how everyone looks at government, but you know, for me, I thought well, we need more people like you that look at it that way. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You know, it's um, I, I know that it doesn't always turn out that way, and there are things about government that frustrate us all, myself included. But right. you know, looking at um, at the ways that government can create change and mm-hmm. lasting change. You know, when I first um, was going to school, I thought I was going to be a lawyer. I wanted to go to law school. I wanted to be like Gloria Allred and fight you went for to women. Notre Dame, right? I did. I did. Yeah. And um, and I know you did some pretty trailblazing things there with uh, you started the Gay Straight Alliance, right? Uh, I was, yeah. Impact. Yeah, there was a coalition of us. We came together to help create the Gay Straight Student Alliance, which is really exciting to see the progress that has been made for LGBTQ students on campus. And that was a big deal at a Catholic university. Absolutely. And now they are officially a recognized group by the university. We were sort of this ragtag group that came together, but we really made our presence known. And, and, you know. Was that one of the first things that you did that was kind of, an activist type of thing that started you on this path? Well, you know, that activism was really sort of born out of, I also um, helped bring the vagina monologues to the, uh, to our campus. Oh. And so, you know, doing the vagina monologues on a Catholic campus, equally controversial. <laughs> and so, um, so working with our gender studies department and ma- many other um, arts and letters departments and programs, um, we were able to put that on several years in a row. And so some of the students... Um, that I had worked with through that and also um, some of my friends who were doing the queer film festival and other things on campus you know we kind of came together and said you know this is something that really needs to happen on campus we need you know because at the time uh, LGBTQ students were expected to you know find support through campus ministry and I can't always say that campus ministry although maybe well-intended was uh, was the best kind of support for LGBTQ students and so um, so that wasn't uh, we wanted to create a safe space for everyone. And so one of the jobs that I took on was going to our different dorms and our different academic departments and getting the leadership to sign a pledge to make it a safe space for LGBTQ students, whether it was safe space physically in that department office or mm-hmm. in that hall um, or a residence hall or uh, or whether it was in the, um, the classrooms and the way that they cared for their students and mm-hmm. educated students to make sure that we were creating a safe learning environment for everyone. That was really mm-hmm. important to me. And I think, you know, that helped to make a difference at the time. And, and now we've seen how our LGBTQ students have been recognized and embraced and celebrated. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about West Hollywood and, you know, sort of what we help to do on, on Notre Dame's campus is celebrate diversity. We are better when more and different voices are part of a conversation and and, um, I really enjoy that. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoy learning from diverse perspectives. And so and it's so interesting because <clears throat> you were telling me, uh, though you're from Ohio, which is yeah. certainly an important state, especially right now for yes. the pol- for politics and always is. Absolutely. Uh, um, but it, it wasn't really born of that, that you got into politics, but more your uh, your Catholic upbringing to help people and, yeah. you know, have your heart in the right place to, to give back. Yeah, I, I, I'm very proud to be from Ohio. I think it's yeah. a great place to be from. And yeah. I'm very uh, grateful that I was able to be raised there because I think there is something about the Midwest that really helps to shape your identity in a way that makes you of service and, and be thinking about others as much mm-hmm. as what, what it is you need. Um, and so I, I think that's... Um, 
That's but your family I'm wasn't political. It never has oh, been, no, right? No. no, they're not. No, yeah. they're not very political It's at so all. interesting. Like, how does such a politically driven woman come from a, you know, non-political family? You know, yeah. I, I'm not sure. We still haven't figured out the this answer destiny, to that. Huh? And, you know, sometimes they're like, Where, how did Lindsay happen? We're not quite sure. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that's always said in a nice way. But, um, but, uh, but you sure know, I, I really love being involved in politics. And I think... They must be so proud. Oh, well, that's nice. You know, yeah. they it's great. My we, we get into some heated discussions every once in a a while, but yeah. you know, I'm really grateful to have a family that has uh, been supportive even through our differences. They mm-hmm. um, they know that I'm out there trying to make a difference and make the world a better place for for the people around me, and so it's nice to know that I'm supported in that effort. So, with that being said, yeah, obviously this is your life's calling, which I love when people have figured out you know what it is they're meant to be doing, why they're here. This is obviously yours. Thank you. So, what is the future like? Uh, you know, obviously she's opening the door for female presidents. Uh, <laughs> so what's your aspirations? Well, she's got, you know, she's, I'm I'm so happy that Hillary will be our first. I, you know, I, I know that some of our, our great leaders in the feminist movement, people like Gloria Steinem, you know, have said they didn't think that this would happen in their lifetime. And here it is, you know, yeah. it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think there are, there are still more ceilings to break through. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think we'll continue to see that as more and different women leaders emerge. You know, for me, I, I really enjoy being of service to the city of West Hollywood. I'm able to not only do things on a local level that help to influence my community, but West Hollywood is really on a national, you know, on a national platform and so many issues. And that's why I love the community. We're able right, to. Right, like what happens here seems to affect things in other cities around the nation. Yes, you yeah. know, we we influence an cult- and shape culture. You know, mm-hmm. um, the first time I served on council, I helped to lead our council to take a position opposing um, Arizona's SB 107 law, which was, you know, the anti-immigrant law that passed. And, and um, you know, we were able to do that resolution as a city and take that stand. And we were the first city in the country to impose financial sanctions on the state of Arizona for taking that position. Wow. And so we were really able to send a strong message, despite being 1.9 square miles and 35,000 people, uh-huh. you know, that um, the, these are not the kind of values we want to see, not only within our borders, but anywhere in this country. And, right. and I'm really proud of our community that we take strong stances like that, that we really express our values in that way. And, and influence other cities, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. So, you know, that's why I love being of service this community. And hopefully, you know, as as long as people want me to continue serving, I will be there. Okay. But I'd like to see you in Congress or Senate <laughs> and move your way up. You know, because how many people, how many women have started at your age? So you do have a great opportunity to, to rise up in the political well, you I know, really appreciate arena. that. You know, we're yeah. we're represented by a lot of great people right now, and so yeah. um, yes, we are. And, and um, yeah. you know, in in our area, and I'm very grateful for their service. But you know, it, should an opportunity present itself, I will yeah. certainly consider it. But yeah. I just want to be in the place where I can do the most good, honestly. And whether that's you know in the seat that I have now, or you know, standing outside City Hall with a bullhorn, making our voices heard, whatever it is, I, yeah. I want to be part of that change making. It's really exciting. And. Uh, as far as local government goes, mm-hmm. um, the city council, you know, I think a lot of people, they don't go out and vote for city council because they think, oh, I'm just going to vote for president, maybe Senate, Congress. But they don't realize how important local government is. Oh, absolutely. And probably nobody could address that better than you. Uh, but, you know, from the taxes we pay to 
you know, our quality of life in any city. Absolutely. You know, it's so interesting when um, I I created a mentorship program when I got onto the council and, you know, I I just said mentorship. I didn't put an age on it. And it was actually inspired by a woman who was in her 50s who said to me, you know, what does a council member do? And so I thought it would be interesting to have people come work in my office for 30 days. Um, So they spent a month with me. The first two weeks they met with uh, the different directors of the different departments, whether it was public works or public safety, housing, all of the different departments we have. And um, they uh, and then they spent the second two weeks focused on whatever area of interest they really, you know, felt resonated with them. Mm-hmm. And um, in some cases, they were even uh, able to help me write policy that helped to shape the future of the city. Yeah. Now, it turned out that a lot of these mentees were high school and college age students, which was very exciting to work yeah. with young people. And I think it's very important that more young people get involved, too. Um, but, you know, um, I, I did it sort of as an educational tool in the way that you're doing this show, you know, to help educate people um, because I think uh, not enough people know what their local government does. They don't, you know, maybe they know that right. uh, they handle their sheriff department or their fire department. And it's really um, good to educate the young people on exactly. it because they probably have no clue. And, exactly. But we take care know. of your sidewalks and your streets and, you know, right. the traffic lights and all kinds of stuff, you know, things that you don't always think about that just kind of happen in right. your space. Right. You know, those are things that actually somebody's thinking about at your local city hall and so you know as you're thinking about your community and your physical surroundings and your space around you and what kind of things you want to see in that space that's where city hall can really jump in and make a difference so you know the more you engage with city hall the more you're involved in your community the more you can shape the world around you and as a council person you are very busy yes (laughs) and as a mayor and uh uh you know bing 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 you're all over the place i don't know how you do it and you do your job and everything too so uh, well it's a lot of work but you know when you love it it's then it's not work yeah Yeah. exactly and when you're seeing progress yeah Yeah. and i'm so excited because you're going to be kicking off our live love thrive conference november 12th i'm so excited um, you're bringing the conference to west hollywood thank you for thinking of us yeah it's going to be at the uh council chambers which is over at the west hollywood library theater yes and we're going to have amazing speakers like yourself and uh amazing music uh wonderful uh panels of uh, the web series uh, that we're rolling out. Uh, we're premiering it at the, the Live, Love, Thrive web series at the event. It's so exciting. Um, and so all the women that are in that are going to be at the event. Uh, we're going to be honoring uh, Lisa Vanderpump. Oh, wow. For Very her, cool. Uh, work with the Dog Foundation, uh-huh. the Vanderpump Dog Foundation. Yeah, she certainly helped to shine a spotlight on that issue. She's yeah, been great. Yeah, and she's such an iconic uh, wonderful woman uh, that gives so back so much back to West Hollywood mm-hmm. so I thought a uh, perfect person for us to consider a 360 karma woman that's really for great an award yeah and uh, the after party will be at pump so right How around fun. the corner yeah be well totally and I fun. I also just have to jump in and say Catherine and acknowledge you for the way that you help to empower women I know that Thank you do you. so much to you know help bring attention to the different women in our community and communities everywhere who are making a difference but by you doing this and all of the ways that you you contribute to our community you really do that yourself and so hopefully I uh, the conference will honor you someday because you're really doing that too thank you yes, thank you absolutely. so much I appreciate that <laughs> well I appreciate everything you're doing thank you for being on the show it's uh, my pleasure thank and, you and uh, we'll be right back after we hear from our sponsors Danny Rukin is a amazing uh, uh, business coach and uh, Honda of downtown LA we couldn't be doing it without you so uh, we'll be right back with our next guest 
Do you want to have more passion and purpose in your day to day? Are you yearning to ignite your power within? Now, more than ever, the world needs women who dream big, inspire others, and are living their greater purpose. There's never been a better time to up your game and make your success happen now. Contact Danny Rukin for a complimentary consultation and find out more about how you can become more effective, energized, and empowered while making a difference in doing what you love. Go to www.dannyrukin.com. The Live Love Thrive radio show is produced by 360karma.com. Are you a 360 Karma woman? If so, spread the word. Be sure to follow us on social media at 360 Karma Women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like us and share us with family and friends. This is the year of the woman, and we are stronger together. The Live Love Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. We are back with Carl Knoll and Natasha Gamer-Jones. Okay. Hi, guys. How hey, are you? Oh, there's, a, there's our audience. <laughs> uh, so uh, Living Trust Express, we're going to talk a little bit about that. But first, I want to talk about how you guys came together in this partnership. Uh, so I know Living Trust Express, you know, creates products and, and guides uh, women and people into uh, having a more secure future. And I want to talk about that because it's very important to me that women are empowered to be independent and uh, safe in their later life. And so I feel like what you guys do uh, provides a product uh, that accomplishes that. So we're going to talk about that. But, but how did you two come together? Natasha, would you like to do that? Or do you sure. To? Okay, perfect. Yeah, I was, um, I was, I'm a co-founder of an app in the iTunes store called Legal Tap, and uh, we had um, an, another version that we came out with, and uh, we wanted to, to be able to sell forms online, um, business forms, basically like uh, forms like you could find on LegalZoom, LLCs and whatnot. And um, by trying to find um, someone to provide the form fulfillment, I came across um, the uh, uh, something called a legal document assistant. And um, through, re through research, I basically found that Carl um, was basically vice president for the um, one of the main California LDA associations and uh, got in contact and we kind of started just discussing um, Carl uh, doing the form fulfillment for the app. And then and this was um, called Legal Tap. This was called Legal Tap and it's yeah. still live in the iTunes store today. And then also we ended up, um, you know, deciding to start our own endeavor and I'll kind of let Carl talk about that. And let me just address, so Legal Tap, because I think it's uh, one of your brilliant ideas, Natasha, that, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, people can pay to do like 15 minutes with a yeah. with an attorney and then get the legal documents they need. And Exactly. Yeah. So you basically, um, you download the app from the iTunes store and uh, you basically answer a series of five basic questions and it sends out a signal to all the different lawyers that are on the app. Um, they figure out whether or not um, they are the right type of lawyer for um, your case, um, they select Let's Connect, and then you're actually video chatting with a lawyer for 15 minutes. Okay, cool. So you're, for example, you're in a car accident, you were hit by a drunk driver, and you need an attorney, and you right, can yeah, find and out which one is good for personal injury or something like that. Correct. Or if you okay, just have like a cool. Yeah, or if you have a basic parking ticket question, mm -hmm. and uh, you know you just need some quick 
quick answers and yeah. it's it's really good because parking tickets oh what is that app yeah, yeah. well uh, we can god help. knows i need that app we can help you with that uh living here in california you get your 30 or 40 tickets a year i swear <laughs> there's all, all these different configurations of why and how you can't park here if you're wearing polka dots and it's yep. a, a thursday with the number three in it or exactly, something like that no, you know uh, but anyway anybody who lives in california will appreciate that joke anyway um so uh the two of you met through that entity and so living trust express i think is another uh really amazing idea because uh a lot of people a lot of people don't bother to get a a trust or a will they don't think they need it or they uh, just don't prepare and and it's an unfortunate thing because it really gives them peace of mind takes away stress and makes their life easier in the long run and we're going to talk about all the scenarios in which uh those things happen uh that make life easier when you do have that um a little bit about you, uh, Carl. I know that uh, I had said to you, you know, why is women's empowerment so important to you? Because here you are on my Women's yes. Empowerment Hour, and I appreciate that because I believe that we need men to support this movement of empowering women. And I know that you're very much behind that. And uh, you were telling me uh, you're very close to mom and yep. your sister. And Correct. Yeah. And so I, I feel like there's a lot of men out there that feel that way. You know, they... They love their mom, they love their sister, and they want to see equality for for them. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you a little bit um, um, how I got into the Living Trust Express business. Um, I have a company as well on on the coast, up in uh, Central Coast, called We Help You Legal. And I do a variety of different legal services. And one of uh, the the services that I like to do the most is the Living Trust and the estate plans because it helps people, you know, get their affairs in order. So I branched off and and co-founded Living Trust Express with Natasha to focus on living trusts and really how the empowerment part of for women uh, comes into play is the vast majority of the times um, when people are dealing with estate issues and um, if a if a you know a mother or a father or a loved one uh, gets you know dementia or has an incapacity issue a lot of times this falls on the women's uh, shoulders and so the vast majority of the times that occurs when I've when I've dealt with these situations over the years so um, I basically said, hey, look, let's you know get out there and try to have women focus on helping get um, you know their affairs in order for their parents, for themselves. And you know when you set up these living trusts and these estate plans, it helps out when something happens, when when people pass or when they have an incapacity issue. And I know I, I think uh, from talking to other women, I think they typically think that creating a trust is is expensive and that maybe they don't need it, um, or they need it but they can't afford it. And so. What I love about Living Trust Express is not only do you make it so easy, and uh, that's one of the beauty, beautiful things about the internet, um, but you make it affordable. Correct. And so for four to six hundred dollars, they can get their trust done. So like everyone should have this. Um, and I want you to explain to people what is the difference uh, between a trust and, and a will, and should one have both, and why? Okay. 
some um, – I mean you literally can create a will on a uh, post-it. You can literally say, look, I want everything to go to my dog or the cat or the kids and, and that would have to be probated if there's enough assets when you pass away. But that's probably not the best way of doing it. You should have something at minimum called a will. Mm-hmm. And the problem is is when people just have a will and that's it and they have assets like a house or retirement accounts or vehicles, then there's a chance that this – to to marshal or to get the assets to your heirs or your loved ones, they'll have to go through a court process called probate. And, you know, probate's not a good word. You don't want to have to go through a probate process or a court process Mm -hmm. to inherit property. Because it's costly and time-consuming. It's costly, time-consuming. A lot of times Mm -hmm. attorneys get involved because it's difficult to do on your own. You Mm -hmm. can't, you know, it's, it's a court process. So what happens is when people do living trusts, it, the, the primary purpose for a living trust is to avoid probate. So it's very, very similar um, um, to a will. A will does not stay out of probate court. The living trust will stay out of probate court if everything's transferred. You, you fund your trust correctly. Uh, when you pass away or have an incapacity, the property will be transferred over to your heirs or your loved ones Just or the beneficiaries. Well, not automatically. It's it's uh, there's some some work that has to be done, but it's it's it, but it pales in a comparison. It doesn't have to go through the court process, right, and right. it it can be out of uh, public, uh, you know, out of the public domain. Mm-hmm. If you have a will, say you pass away and there's a ten million dollar estate. Prince, $300 million estate. Well, guess what? He didn't have a living trust or a will. So this whole thing is public. Everything's public. And with a living trust, even a very basic living trust, you can keep most of this out of the public eye. Nobody will know what you're doing or who's getting what. So a big majority of his uh, his uh, assets will probably go to paying for attorneys to determine who should get his assets. Yes, they're yeah. they're and they're, that's unfortunate. Yep. It's money that shouldn't be being wasted on on that and time, and it should be going to the the people that he loved. He would want the people he loved, his his uh, heirs, his friends, uh, whoever, to have that without all of this problematic, you know, uh, legal battle. This right? is true. Yes, yeah. correct. So. Typically, I think people uh, think that a, a trust is, you know, $2,500 or more, which they normally are. But the whole idea of y- y'all's service is that they can go online, uh, get it online, or for an extra $100, you actually come to their home and help them fill out the questionnaire and hand them the documents. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I think that that's something that um, – I, I want to make women aware of that they should pick up the phone today and or, or go online today uh, to Living Trust Express and see uh, how they could get this set up within the next week or so. Um, God forbid anything happens to them. We all think we're going to live forever, but uh, anything from an automobile accident to an unexpected health issue uh, is something that we, we never know what's around the corner. And then not just setting this up for ourselves, mm-hmm. um, since most of this stuff does fall on women. Uh, the spouse or the uh, the for the parents, the the women in the family tend to get the stress of taking care of all of this, and it's daunting, of sure. course. So not only doing it for their own estate, but helping their parents get this set up. Correct. And so for a few hundred dollars, you got it can save yourself a lot of aggravation for your personal self, whether you're leaving things to family or friends, um, and for your uh, parents uh, to leave their things to to you. Let's say they you were just telling me about this 
uh, person that came in and they were going to get it done. Mm -hmm. And then in the midst of them not getting it done yet, which no sense in hesitating, might as well get it done. It doesn't take long, right? Sure. Uh, The one parent uh, had Alzheimer's and then the other one, you were telling me, fell and ended up in the hospital. Correct. Ended up passing away, and and then none of those documents were in place, and so now it's a big litigation, and you know, not not a happy thing. And uh, the power of attorney is something I'd like you to address because I know that's an important part of this. Yep. Well, the and, and you're absolutely correct. That that was a tragic situation. So the uh, the the husband came in. He was able-bodied. He wanted to. Uh, set up a living trust. And there was a little bit of a problem because his his wife had dementia. Well, the problem is we didn't get around to setting this up because he was thinking about it and trying to figure out what to do. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he tripped, fell, broke his ankle, went into the to the hospital and actually um, had a um, uh, got an infection. He became he two weeks later, he was in a coma. And now the daughter shows up and says, hey, look, my parents were in the process of doing this document service. Um, What can you do? Well, there's not a whole lot we can do now. Um, So we had to start two conservatorships. Meanwhile, two weeks later, he actually passed away. This is a real life story. I'm not making this up. And people may not even know what a conservatorship is. It means you have to like go to the the court and ask for them to be con- uh, considered incapacitated Correct. to give you the power of attorney, right? Correct. But it could be done in a document, yep. just signing over the power of attorney while they have their capacity. capacity. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So you're absolutely yeah. right. The conservatorship is a court process to give powers to somebody else. Well, in a power of an attorney for health care and finances, you sign yourself, you get it notarized, and then you transfer if you become incapacitated to mm-hmm. to your loved ones, whoever you appoint as your agent, without having to, you know, do the court process. It's it's a I, I see this happen daily where right. where so many, so much stress and anxiety and can be taken out um, by just having a simple living trust right. simple power of attorney and health care directive uh, you know right. and it's very inexpensive these days right. you don't have to pay twenty five hundred dollars right and Natasha so uh, when people go to y'all's site and uh, do this I mean this is something that can be done like within hours right Definitely, yeah. I mean, basically, you go to the website and um, you you click get started, and um, you select the package that you want. If you want just a basic uh, trust, or if you want a power of attorney with a healthcare directive, you select that option, and um, a schedule shows up, and it shows um, all the available hours that Carl can do. Basically, the one-on-one consultation, and then um, you basically check out, and then you get a an email confirmation, and um, you can actually you can do it via Skype, via Google Hangout. Or if you're in the Bakersfield area, you can come directly into the office. So okay. pretty cool. Or as we said, for an extra hundred dollars, Carl will come. Carl will come to you. Uh, and, and the ladies out there are going to want to know about yeah. that. Well, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but no, I think uh, for women to empower themselves, they should prepare for this for the future, for their families and for themselves, for peace of mind. I mean, for a few hundred dollars, it sure does save a lot of aggravation. Why do you think people don't do it? Well, you're, what you said earlier is people just don't think. They think they're going to live forever. And, for example, you know. I mean, Brittany, I know I am. But. Well, there you, <laughs> yeah, you look great. Um, so what happens is, is people 
if I literally had a nickel for every time I heard, oh, we were we were getting around we're to it. We were just going to do it. We, we thought about it. We've mm-hmm. well, guess what? This sometimes it's too late if you become incapacitated or you pass away tragically in a car accident or something like that. So when you think about it for the first time, you should actually do it. Mm-hmm. Get it done. It's affordable. It's not that you know difficult to well, do. Well, you guys have anymore. made it affordable. Yes, I think that's the cool thing about yep. internet is you've made it in a way that people can access it. Uh, and and it's easy to do and it's affordable and that that really was the barrier. I think people used to think, oh, I have to go to an attorney. Yeah. It's several thousand dollars, and and that was the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, thank goodness for this type of a service, and it really does fill a need and fill a void. And uh, so, uh, tell me, what is it? Uh, what is the reason that you you got behind this? Like, what, you know, it's because you felt like. Um, yeah, you make more money doing the the probate and everything, but you you thought this is a way to help people. I've I've been doing these legal document services for years and years, and I see what happens to families, people when they don't have these documents prepared, and I see the cost, the stress, the anxiety, what they go through. So finally, I just said, that's it. I'm just going to focus on living trust, mm-hmm. estate plans getting people to do powers of attorneys. And in addition, every for every service that we take in, um, the the four ninety or $300 or more, we give $100 to a local charity. So we're not just, you know, taking this for ourselves and trying to enrich ourselves. We're actually trying to uh, give back to uh, uh, communities and nonprofits. I like so. that. That's that's the 360 karma yep. way. There you go. Yeah, that's right? it. It is. It, it's and I, I'm sure you have a success, successful business because that's the way you operate. It's it is about giving back. It is. Look how it comes back to you and putting that good out in the world. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what's next? Do you guys have uh, a game plan for where you're taking this or how you're how you're reaching out? Uh, Besides on Live Love Thrive Radio, <laughs> well, we we do. We we've actually um, a lot of the nonprofits that we've approached to give the hundred dollars to to partner up with them. They're actually very interested in working with us and referring customers to us because they see what happens as well, mm-hmm. and you know churches and whatnot. So we're we're actually this thing is just starting to to grow because of our philanthropic thought or in you right. know the giving back a hundred dollars. We just thought it was not very much, and we wanted to do more, and now we're able to do more because we're working with nonprofits and churches and and they're helping you know bring customers to us and then um, we're finding out that people are wanting to actually include the churches and the nonprofits in their gifting or their legacy gifts mm-hmm. so it's actually helping the nonprofits and the churches so it's kind of a it's one of the rare situations where you have a win 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 all the way down there's not mm-hmm. a whole lot of losers there's no losers right. in this situation right um, so and you do talk to um uh, families and organizations write about uh, private wealth that, you know, they don't know where they want to allocate something. So correct. T- tell me about that. Well, um, when when we get into the gifting, a lot of times people want to give their, their assets to their children in equal shares or whoever they're giving their stuff to. Well, when we start talking to them about, well, what do you, who do you support? What do you support right now? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, I support this charity or that charity. Well, guess what? They're going to miss that gift. 
And then so if it's a large – some we deal with people that have large estates and people that don't have large estates. And sometimes when it's large, we'll bring in financial advisors to make sure that the, the tax consequences, if there are any taken care of or addressed. But the vast majority of people's situations, they're well under the federal death tax level of uh, $5.45 million. And if they give something to a charity, their estate's not taxed. The charity's not taxed. They're going to – charity's going to be uh, – the nonprofit's going to benefit you know, immediately. And it's a win-win. I mean, right. literally, I, I I love every day I wake up and I go, I get to do this for a living. I mean, right. I really, this is just a, it's yeah. a dream come true for save, me. Save a lot of people a headache. And Correct. That I'm sure in the long run, they come back and say, thank you all very much. Yeah. Yes. We get, yeah. we get people that leave our offices um, or... Um, uh, when they're done with the service, they're basically like, look, this is just a great thing. Thank you so much. Right. And, uh, you know, you've helped us out immensely. So, right. Well, I'm glad that you guys uh, are one of the sponsors of the Live, Love, Thrive conference. Yep. Uh, I think it's a, a great product for us to be presenting at the conference uh, uh, since it's about empowering women because I want every woman at that conference to – be covered for their future with this, especially since uh, a lot of the people are in my age range of, we won't say what that is, yeah. but, you know, 50-something. 40-something. <laughs> uh, uh, certainly not 29. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, in, in that midlife uh, and, and earlier, I mean, you're young, uh, Natasha. I would think, you know, we need to encourage your peers, too, yes. to, that we don't know what's around the corner. Definitely. I mean, yeah. I think that um, if everyone can take that opportunity to get that living trust and you can always amend it if you need, as your assets grow, I think you have um, that security blanket that you have everything taken care of. And yeah. it's definitely opened up my mind of what, what we need to do as a younger generation as well. Yeah. Of course, if I had done it in my 20s, I probably would have amended it about 80 times by now. But <laughs> and, and that's okay, too. We do amendments. And that's, right, you know. right. That's okay, yeah. Yep. Uh, but uh, like I was saying, I'm so happy that you guys are going to be at the conference. And, uh, Nat, we're going to have you as uh, on the experts panel, so I'm excited yes. about that because yep. you're a real tech guru and uh, hmm. helpful to people that are starting their businesses and have cool ideas to create apps and yep. websites and whatnot. Um, so the women attending, uh, they're attending because they want to know how to empower themselves. So, uh, like I said, I'm glad that we'll be bringing this product to that group of people and hopefully all of them leaving that conference will all have their affairs in order for their parents, for themselves, for their partners, mm -hmm. for their families, uh, because it is very important. And I want to know that we made a difference in helping people have that peace of mind and that secure future. Definitely. And so, uh, so is there anything that you would like to add as to uh, your future plans or uh, anything that you're wanting people to know well i i just want to thank you for having yeah. us on thank today you. i mean this thank is you. remarkable meeting you um and being involved in what you're doing is just uh, a tremendous honor i'm i'm really uh proud to be part of this organization live love thrive and uh looking forward to future possibilities thank you yeah. well at the conference uh as i said we're going to have uh, natasha on a panel so we have a panel of experts that tell people how do they find fun a market and manifest what it is they're supposed to be doing Doing, uh, which is exciting. And then we have speakers talking on everything from uh, how women create their own TED Talk mm -hmm. to how they uh, create and publish their own book. Uh, we have wonderful speakers.
speakers on just how do you find your life's purpose and make it come to fruition because we all want to leave a legacy we all want to make a difference um, we're going to have fantastic music and like I mentioned with Lindsay we're honoring uh Lisa Vanderpump for her work uh, with the Dog Foundation and other entities. She's a wonderful philanthropist and uh People know her from the Housewives of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules, and we're just very honored to have her at the conference to give her a 360 Karma Award because when people are successful, it's so important that they give back, and sure. that's what it's, that our whole entity is about. That's what 360 Karma is about. Uh, that's what Live, Love, Thrive is about, and uh, I thank you so much for being on the show because you two are certainly giving back and paying it forward <laughs> uh, with the work that you're doing, and uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Great. Thank well, thank you thank for you. having us. All thank right. You. We'll see you next week uh, on Live, Love, Thrive as we uh, say uh, we'll see you next Wednesday at noon. And thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Facebook at 360 Karma Women and be sure to live, love and thrive. Hugs and happiness. Thank you for tuning in. Do you want to have more passion and purpose in your day-to-day? -day? Are you yearning to ignite your power within? Now, more than ever, the world needs women who dream big, inspire others, and are living their greater purpose. There's never been a better time to up your game and make your success happen now. Contact Danny Rukin for a complimentary consultation and find out more about how you can become more effective, energized, and empowered while making a difference in doing what you love. Go to www.dannyrukin.com. The Live Love Thrive program is brought to you in part by Honda of downtown Los Angeles, supporting the equality and empowerment of women. The Live Love Thrive radio show is produced by 360karma.com. Are you a 360 Karma woman? If so, spread the word. Be sure to follow us on social media at 360 Karma Women on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please like us and share us with family and friends. This is the year of the woman, and we are stronger together.